What is up? This is Take It or Leave It live on a Thursday. Got it right this time. Finally on a Thursday. Yeah, well, always on a Thursday. I just always say it wrong. Sorry we weren't with you last week. Some stuff came up. I was hanging out with family. By the time I got home, it was too late. Yeah. Then it and was a, a lot long... a lot has changed. Yeah. We've decided to make this a podcast about cooking now. So um sorry if you still want to listen to sports. No, you'll just have to listen to the bacon sizzle. Oh, wait, what's that? I'm getting something from our producer. Oh, no. We this is about cooking. Cooking up hot takes about sports. Oh wow. <laughs> Actually, do we even have hot takes? I feel like we haven't in a few weeks. Uh, I mean, we today can, we we can have some. Okay, we can. I think do there's going to be an opportunity. Okay, let's do it. Maybe. No, there's definitely going to be a couple opportunities. I think there's two guaranteed opportunities, but you could probably throw another one or two in there. Here's a hot take. Uh, football's almost back. Nope. Shoot, that's a fact. Um, uh, tennis lives and dies by Win- Wimbledon. Um, there's my hot take. Here's here's my hot take: is uh, tennis is Brit's favorite sport. That that's super hot take, considering it's already wrong. So Wimbledon might be my favorite sporting event. Nope, that's also a hot take. Super hot, so hot that it's wrong as well. I do love Wimbledon though. <laughs> okay, welcome to the show. <laughs> um, you know what? We're gonna jump right into it start with some nba action easton what we got some basketball they're playing basketball thank you Britt. we are over here in the nba and we're looking at uh, mr kevin durant how'd we get here in the nba um i'm not sure but we got here and kevin durant says that it is not the warriors medical staff or their physical therapists or whoever in, in their staff that were helping him get better in monitoring his wellness. It was not their fault that he got re-injured. Well, he thank said, God. Yeah. Cause like they were catching a lot of flack in the media and stuff. And I guess he apparently finally opened up and like was able to do like some sort of uh, media day and got some interviews or whatever. And in the interview, he stated that it was not their fault okay so because you remember like right after it happened everyone was like oh they pushed him to get back in the game because they were down in the series and then after the series and after the season iggy was like yeah they kind of forced me to they made my leg uh not look like that big of a deal that whole scenario Wait, katie said that or iggy iggy remember iggy oh, was like okay. oh they like broke his leg or something They're like hey, gotcha, they made gotcha, it not gotcha. like that big of a deal so all that and then uh durant comes back out and says no, it's not their fault. I was playing game five the entire time, no matter what the series went His to. His choice. It was my choice, game five, and I was waiting for that time. Game five came, and I played. Okay. And he said, basketball is basketball. If I got hurt, it was just playing basketball. Well, that's good because, honestly, when you first started this story, the whole he came out and said it's not their staff's fault that he got hurt. I was thinking the whole time before that that they actually like went in and cut his Achilles like physically did it on purpose and that it was their fault. So I'm glad this is clarified. I was pretty annoyed and upset that there hadn't been a rest for this, but I totally get it now. It was his choice. He, it was just a freak accident after all. Yeah, oh. they're, they're absolved. Okay, well, look at that. That's why there wasn't any arrest. I was misinformed. I apologize. But now that Boogie has left the Warriors, they may be up to something because now Boogie tore his ACL. Now, is it official that he had tore it? Because last I read, it wasn't. But it, because I also haven't read since like this morning. So, if it's torn, I think the Warriors are hurting players that they know are going to leave them. Hot take uh, alert already. There it is, first one. Yeah, I got the uh, message from Woj. Uh, Lakers, Directly. Yes, Lakers center Demarcus Cousins diagnosed. With torn ACL. So it's official. Torn ACL. As of right now, potential investigation in the Warriors organization that they are hurting players that they know are going to leave for other teams. Don't shoot the messenger. 
We're okay. just we're just providing facts. So I'm I do s- want to say this, just in case the Warriors organization tries to sue me for what little I have. I'm just kidding. Maybe. It's a hot. It's of. a hot take. It's a hot take. But it is also a joke, kind of. I mean, it could be real. What if they come hurt me now? Because I'm not going to play for them next year. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> opening next week? Hey, everyone, Britt's torn his ACL. <laughs> but hey, he everyone. doesn't even play major sports. <laughs> Big news, Britt's dead. <laughs> Anyways, let's jump into the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't because Britt's ACLs are torn. <laughs> so My let's vocal walk. cords. Ooh. <sighs> Moving on, I'm scared to death. Let's okay, get, okay, I, it's a joke. They did nothing. They did nothing of the sort. Oh, vocal cords, great transition point there, thank Britt, because we're going to talk about LeBron uh, doing a Taco Tuesday announcement at a Two Chains concert. Two Chains? No, no, not Two Chains. Taco Tuesday. Two Chains? No, no, Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Hey, I see you got it. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm sure if it was like a fair festival, kind of looked like it with all the um, Ferris wheels and like there's a bunch of people there. Yes, it looked and he had very the, fun. He had the entire crowd doing it. Like he went section by section. Yeah. Like, what day is it? Taco Tuesday. Was that in LA or was that somewhere else? Do you know? Um, you would think, right? I would think it was in LA. I'm not sure. And then they had like a table set up on the stage or something. I don't really? know if he was really having tacos with his family or, oh, or what. Maybe they were having tacos at the Two Chains concert. Taco two chains. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Anyways, LeBron haters gonna hate this. I love it, and everyone's making it, saying it's racist. Might be a little. I don't know. That's I'd have to ask somebody. But I love Taco Tuesday. We should bring back Taco Tuesday because we haven't had one in a, in a while. Yeah, I need to wear my taco shirt for Taco Tuesday. You haven't been able to wear it because of that. I feel like. Yeah, I've, it's forbidden to wear it unless it's a Taco Tuesday. It's depressing. Yeah. It's just sitting in my closet, like wondering where I'm at. It's crying. LeBron, carry on with your Taco Tuesday self. Two Chains obviously likes it. The crowd seemed to like it. Keep it going. Hype LA up. Bring a championship back to LA. And if you can't, the Claw will. Yeah, he will. Because <laughs> I think those are the only two teams that, well, there's a few others that could buy for it. Anyways, that's another discussion. We've already talked about this in the past. What we got next? Any more NBA? Uh, no more NBA. Hey, hey, hey. We done with the NBA. We're going to swing on over to the MLB. Hey, we'll see you there. All right. Like Easton said, we are swinging over to the NBA. <laughs> we're swinging over to the MLB. Uh, we're going to toss it on over to Easton. <laughs> Hey, yo. Get them out at first. And what we got up. We, I think we only got one story for the MLB, right? Yep, just one story. It's just a brief intermission between like two actual sports and one very frustrating sport. Perfect, perfect. What do you got? We got a story about Chris Davis, who's the Baltimore Orioles' first baseman. Stud the past few years. Yes. However, so let me set this up for you. 2016, he signed a seven-year, $161 million contract million yes 161 that's nine figures and that was in 2016 okay so he's in his third year of his contract gotcha he was playing very well right at the beginning of his contract that's why he got the oh contract, yeah no i right? mean he, he was a stud that, that's why he did that so now recently he has 111 strikeouts okay in, okay in 247 at bats he he he's the first baseman. So he wasn't throwing strikeouts. How many at bats? Two hundred forty-seven. So that's almost over. Half. That's got to be no. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred eleven yeah. out of two two forty-seven. Yeah. Good gosh, that's not good. No, that's terrible. Those are those are strikeouts. Not that's not including like pop flies and line drives. Like, True. It, it's one hundred eleven strikeouts. What's his on base percentage? Do you have that? By I chance? don't. That's okay. Because it can't it, be good. No. It, I, <laughs> Because if you take that out, he's got like 60% chance of being on base. And then when you, like you said, take into account the line drives that are out at first, the the hoppers, the hoppers. <laughs> I kind of made up a word, even though I could have just said grounders. Yeah. So we'll go with that. Grounders. Or oh, I thought like we were going to go with hoppers. Flies. Yeah, I like hoppers better. It's closer okay. to Hooper. Bruin yeah. Hooper. So. Bruin Hooper. So um, 
Yeah, the little hoppers that that are just bounding off the the turf, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, his grounders that are quick outs at first, his pot flies that are caught for outs. So, I mean, once you take those into consideration, let's say 10% of those, he only has a chance of being on base, maybe 50%, which is which would be fine, but it's not that. That's that's no. it's he's got to be less than 30, I, I would say. Yeah, so in a game, I think about a week ago, he was uh, going back to the dugout after one of his uh, infamous strikeouts, and uh, the manager. He's pretty good at that. Had, yeah, the manager had a few words, and I guess he had a few words, and all of a sudden he he charged his manager. And he was held back by what, like two or three players? Yeah, two or like... three players, just <laughs> and like the manager just walked away, and it was like, dude, what are you doing? It's like, bro, you're already embarrassing yourself out there. Don't embarrass yourself in here. Like you're with on your a seven-year contract. You're you're not even halfway through your contract yet. Yeah. This is your manager. You gotta stick with them. Like, it, what are you doing here? There's no one that's gonna buy out that kind of contract with the way you're playing. So. No way, not happening. Um, I do you see him recovering from this in any way? I I don't know. You as know, far it, as it both be... on the team and his play, he could have been just having a bad day. I really don't know. But, like, this whole strikeouts, like, the whole culmination of that is just exactly what we were talking about before. You know, he he's a first baseman, and he's a big hitter, so he's swinging for the fences every time. Yeah, which is kind of norm, the norm now. That right. There, there's so a lot miss, more strikeouts, a lot more home runs, though. You miss hard. Is he – does he have any – what's his homer count, by chance? Because if you back that with 30 home runs at this point, 40 home run – well, obviously not 40. I think the leader has mid to late – mid to high 30s. But if you back that up with like 25, 30 home runs, then, you know, it's still a decent season, or at least. But, and then obviously how you're playing defensively as a first baseman. But if it's all that and you got 8, 12, 15 home runs, it's, that's not okay. That's not good, especially getting paid that much dough. Nine home runs. Oh my gosh. Yikes. So, like I said, if he backs that up with 12, 15 and it's not good. He's sub ten. He's he's below ten home runs this season. That is just such a trash year. But you know what? I I I have an idea. I had just had a an epiphany, if you will. What if? And hear me out. He realizes not that not only fans don't like baseball until October or September, but even he doesn't care about baseball until September or October. I would say that's a really hot take besides the fact they try to fight his manager. Maybe that was more of like a WWE type thing. Like they planned it. They were like, oh, get the let's attention get some more on hype us. On, on, hype on, fa- on uh, baseball. Yes. Let's get more IG followers for the Orioles. Yeah. Baltimore strong. Let's get, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take all the attention off Lamar Jackson's development as a quarterback and get it on us so that he can develop as a quarterback with some privacy. No? Because you can't handle the stress in a I believe NFL Lamar game. Jackson can, but they're just trying to help their guy <laughs> out. Never said that. You said it. I did. <laughs> Actually, quick note on the NFL. Maybe we'll talk about I'll talk about that later. Never mind. Remind me to bring it up. Lamar Jackson. Okay. Mental note. Any other stories in MLB? Nope, this was the only one. Tough. Well, that was easy. You know why? Because it's not September yet. We don't give a crap about baseball. We'll talk a little bit more baseball in September. A lot of baseball in October. Cut. Wrap. Print it. Going over to another sport. See you there. And we're back with everyone's favorite sport. Uh, and if it's not your favorite sport, then you are... Um, Listening to the wrong podcast. I was going to say you're a loser, but that's probably better to say. Yeah. Loser. You're listening to the wrong podcast. Loser. But you're also a loser. So, <laughs> what do we got? Uh, speaking of loser, our first story is Antonio Brown. You never said what sport. What sport's he from? I, s- I thought I said everyone's favorite sport, football. You did say everybody's favorite sport. You didn't say football, but Ooh. but that's implied when you Tough. said everybody's favorite sport. We don't yeah. have to say it, so you're right. You did say what sport. Everybody's yeah. favorite sport. Yeah. Perfect. So the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, losers. Antonio Brown with his frozen feet. Disgusting. They yep. didn't look frozen. They looked gunked. Dude, yeah. It looked like some nasty sort of athlete's foot or some sort of fungus that was just peeling off his feet. What it's, did my little ugh. sister say? 
crusty, dusty. <laughs> Your crusty, dusty toes. Yeah, man. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for him. For sure, but it's like... Don't post that online. Don't post it. But I mean, it is hard knock, so I mean, you decided to can't get away from a camera. Yeah. Then you decided to use the, what is it, what are they called? Cryogenic. Cryogenic chambers. Yeah. Yeah, That's That's, tough. That's on you, man. Just take an ice bath like the rest of us. Yeah. But that, it was, that was gross. But while he had his frozen feet, he was also fighting for his helmet to wear his old helmet. And he like literally wanted his old Pittsburgh helmet, right? Like. I believe so. And then I painted it. Yeah. They painted it gray. I mean, it, so I get you get comfortable with something and people kind of get into a habit or like a, like comfortable. You get comfortable in whatever you're wearing. I get that. But it's like, the, from what I read, it was, it was like the reason he can't wear this helmet and that they're like having trouble finding one just like it is that it's just, it's outdated. So it's like he wants this helmet that could potentially give him a concussion, you know, or not give him a concussion, but get, that could allow him to get concussed. Yes. Yeah. That he could get concussed more. There, there's the words more likely to get concussed than their new helmets. Because it's old and it doesn't have the same, it wasn't under the same protocol yeah. that the helmets are now. Exactly. It doesn't follow the same uh, health codes and whatever. To yeah. I don't understand. Protect it. his noggin. So I think you had an update on that. Was he, yeah. is he. So, so the helmets uh, altercation or whatever you want to call it. Um, they denied his request. And the team or the league? The league. Okay, so it wasn't up to the team. It was kind of a league right. level. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so he was trying to do it through the like the NFL. He's okay. like, I want to wear this helmet. They're like, no. And okay. I think then he appealed it, and then again they said no. So okay. now he sa- he's announced that he's excited to get back with his teammates and start training. So get back to it. So I it- guess I have a little bit of an opinion on both sides. One why not just let him wear the helmet? Like if they can paint it the same color and it can work, it's his, it's kind of his choice. Like, I mean, I guess there's regulations, but whatever on his side, it's like, if it was such like to him, he was making it such a big deal that he was threatening not to play. But then they said no a second time. And he's like, okay, I'll go back. Then why not just practice in the meantime until right. you find out an answer? Like, I don't yeah. understand. I guess then his, his claim doesn't see as seem as serious. I guess he's practicing. Well, you're what practicing a- anyways. Why not just use that helmet, you know? So I'm I, I don't really get it either. I mean, yes, comfortability is a thing. Like, I wear a bunch of hoodies that are super old that I've had forever. Like, you know, that got passed down to me. Whatever. They're old. They're more comfortable, you know? Yeah. A dog will chew up a brand new bed just to make it a little bit older and more comfortable. It's <laughs> the same. It's the same concept. So, I guess I can understand that. But with what you see these defenders doing nowadays, I, I want to be protected as possible. Yeah, give me a cyborg helmet or something. Like. Dude, these, these guys are going to get cracked, and it's just going to become more and more like... Until they're playing in robot suits like mechs. Ooh. It's going to come to that one day, I feel like it. Like the freaking Fox Thanksgiving robots? Yes. Yeah, exactly. That'll be them I inside those. The, yeah, they'll be in the robots. Or, and then after that, it'll revert to like, or not revert to, it will progress progress into they're like drone mechs that you're not even in you're just controlling them and then that'll be where gamers take their stand esports players will no longer play esports they will be playing controlling mechs in real sports yep call it now like hot take if this doesn't happen by 2070 that's not enough time i'll still be alive 20 mm, 2100 i will Cut off my toe. My big toe. Left or right? I'll be dead. I don't care. Pick one. Both. All right. They'll <laughs> probably be gone by then anyways because I'll be buried somewhere. <coughs> right? I will be dead, right? Both. That's 70 years from now. I'm... <laughs> I could potentially still be alive. Yeah. No. If you're still alive, I'm going to come chop your toes off. Hold on. What if year I'm are we right alive. now? We're in... 19, that's not 70 years from now. That's... No, I lied. That's it's 80 like years from now. 80 something 81 years, years. Why did I think... I was thinking my age right now. I'm 26. I was thinking it was 2026 right now. It's 2019, people. So that's 81 years from now. Potentially could be alive. Probably not. Unlikely. Although my great-grandma is 100 right now. We'll see how old she gets. This has progressed to a rabbit trail. 
Antonio love Brown, it. Gotta back. Love it. What else we got? Uh, well, speaking of protecting yourself and being in giant robot suits, Andrew Luck needs one of those robot suits because his ankle is hurting. So he's, he's kind of been hurt, hurt his whole career, so you're yeah. right. I agree. Yeah, he's kind of he injured. One. Maybe we should just go to like a little RoboCop, so like you just kind of protect your current injury. So mm. you'd have like a, a metal thing around his knee and okay. now his ankle. Okay. You know, so he'd be like half robot, I okay. guess. I like it. But uh, yeah, so his ankle's hurting, so he's sitting out preseason. It doesn't seem like anything serious, but they've pulled him for preseason and we'll keep him until the regular season. Wait a minute, he's going to be sat out for the entire quarter and a half that he would have played? If they didn't keep him out? It's it's very sad to announce, but yes. Oh my gosh. What are they thinking? They're robbing us fans of a quarter and a half of Andrew Luck. Quarter and a half of what real football will look like. During games, yeah. What, during games that don't matter. What jerks. I know. That's for the best, because he, he probably would... They need him. <laughs> yeah. Desperately. Yep, 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 yep. Um... On to the next story? Yeah, I think so. I mean, okay, we don't want to get uh, well, into rabbit trails. Yeah, I guess, yeah, try not to get into rabbit trail. But yeah, Andrew Luck, more guys that need the mechs. Carson Wentz at yep. this point. Yep. Um, those are the first two that kind of came to mind. There's not really been I mean, injury-prone players. Odell could potentially get there because he's had a couple now. I would. Um, my next pick would have been Tom Brady. He hasn't been injured a lot, but... He's old. Yes, he had one bad injury, and that was it. Yeah, I, I think mean, the he's, only he's time injured he's like missed, a finger once or twice or something. Maybe, but I don't think it's ever kept him from games. No. The only thing that kept him from games was that torn ACL in yeah. 09, 08, whatever it was, and it kept him out the whole season. But other than that, the only thing that's kept him from games is suspension. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it. So, yeah, um, moving on. Uh, Jay-Z and Rock Nation. Huge news. Yeah, had a deal with the NFL. Yeah, I saw that. I think that'll be great for a lot of things. I think it'll be great for... Jay-Z. Well, obviously for (laughs) Jay-Z, because the NFL is a a powerhouse as far as money, (laughs) business. Um, Great for the NFL, because Jay-Z and Rock Nation are a powerhouse in money and business and being i mean jay-z's just a fantastic mogul he's good at investing great at investing i mean i'm pretty sure he owns the majority of uber i'm pretty sure it is i didn't know that yeah i'm pretty sure he's a majority shareholder he owns the brooklyn nets yes owns the brooklyn nets bay his his wifey owns i don't know if she owns all of or partial of the houston rockets but okay so i mean just look at that power couple both owners of the nba Yeah, so I mean, think this is good, and then think about like the kind of divide that's happened the past few years with so wait, social and sorry. the the deal with Rock yeah, Nation and NFL that is that now all entertainment, so like all musical guests and like halftime shows and Super Bowl shows, all of those now have to go through Jay Z and Rock Nation. They will be leading, um, I guess the the task of signing people for those specific shows and for entertainment causes. And they will also be heading up the uh, NFL's social injustice program. Perfect. That Anquan Bolden and I'm blanking on who else started a few years back. That's awesome. And that's actually what just what, is what I was just about to say is I think he's a great person to step in or a great business and person to step in and kind of take a role in that social injustice front because... I, th- I mean, he's such a great businessman, but also he knows all sides of it. And he's going to be able to, I think he's really going to be able to bring people together. And, you know, there's always going to be idiots out there that don't want to meet on common ground and understand each other. But I think it's going to be good for the NFL as far as player league relations, player or, or league relations with others, and then social injustice in general. Um I think it's good. I, I really like the pairing. I think it's going to be really cool. I think it was a very smart move on the NFL's part. Oh, oh for sure. Because now it takes a lot of heat off of Roger Goodell. Because now if nothing's done, it's, it's kind Jay-Z. of on Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah. So like, if you if you like want to see some change, then make some change. I'm giving you the power here, buddy. Which I think Jay-Z will, will kind of take that. Not necessarily run with it right away. 
but he'll definitely start up some changes, and I think that over the next few years we'll be able to see something different coming out of the NFL, whether if it's just you know programs for uh, underprivileged children in like different areas with NFL, you know like little leagues and stuff like that. I'm not sure exactly what it's gonna look like, but I know he's uh, he's gonna start working some stuff, and it'll look pretty cool for sure. And, and as crazy as it sounds, like saying that the NFL, this huge industry. Compared to Jay Z, who is a he has a big industry and he's he's very wealthy, very, very successful businessman. I think the NFL has the most to gain out of this deal. Absolutely, because of, I mean, just like you said, just exactly what you said. That's I mean, they have the most to gain. Whereas Jay Z will gain a lot, but like he's going to help the NFL more than they help him. And that's what he even said that you know he said in yeah. a comment, you know, they need me, I don't need them. But he's going to help him out. And, and I think it's cool that he's like he sees an issue and he's going to go help. And he's it, you know? kind of taking charge of it. Like yeah. He sees something that needs to be done, so he's yeah. like, I'm going to do it. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, taking like some initiative. It. I think it's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's got plenty of money. He doesn't He doesn't need plenty. this. Plenty. But it's, uh, it's still cool to see it. So. Um, so speaking of the NFL making good decisions, here comes a bad one. Possible lockout in 2020. Okay. So they kind of threatened with this a few years back. I don't think it ever happened because the one I'm thinking of was the NBA when they only played like 60-some games. There was a lockout in the NBA. Um, But they threatened with one back a few years, maybe almost 10 years ago now, and it never happened, but some more threats of a lockout. Is there a reason for this? Uh, I believe it's from all the running backs asking for more money. Is okay. what's kind of like this kind of the league been doing. kind of like a catalyst for this like response. And the okay. whole thing is like, the league hasn't necessarily said there's going to be a lockout or there could be a lockout. It's that, threats that at this point. The NFL uh, Player Association released um, how to budget and how to use your money wisely if you're not going to be getting paid for this next year. Okay, gotcha. So basically saying like, hey, you guys are all asking for this money. Use your money wisely now because if there's not a season next year, you're going to need the money that you have now. Gotcha. So it, it's kind of like... Um, what what, what it's precautionary the, or kind of kind of precautionary, but they're they're saying like this could be the route that we go without saying there could be a lockout. Just gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it doesn't happen. That would just I mean that would hurt us fans unless it was like a lockout for preseason. And then we got to like the end Skip of preseason that. and it started. And then we just yeah. started football. That'd be sick. But, but yeah, I'm um, not. I'm not sure if there's anything else contributing to it. I haven't looked that far into it. I just heard about it today and kind of did a very little research. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, on on that topic, I've not seen any news about Melvin uh, Melvin Gordon getting a new contract. I haven't yeah, seen anything no. about Zeke getting a new contract. Melvin Gordon's still, I think, looking for a trade at this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, so I mean, the last we heard was like, if you're not getting the money, trade me. And then there was that rumor that. Dak was asking for forty million. Apparently, was incorrect. But if there was any truth to that at all, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. anyways, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Keep an eye on a lockout. Hope, hopefully, there won't be any lockout. But you never know. I think we we're we're stuck with a bunch of like phenomenal transitions today. Melvin Gordon's looking for a trade. Somebody else was looking for a trade, and they got it. Mister Duke Johnson traded hey. from the Browns. As he asked per request to be traded, and he got traded to the Texans. Which is not a bad setup for him at all. It's not bad for either party in this trade. No, I agree, because the Browns were loaded at running backs. I mean, are loaded at running back. Yeah. And, and now the Texans. Once, once um, what's his name, came Nick back. Chubb. No, came from back from suspension. Oh, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Once he comes back, I don't think they would use Duke Johnson at all. So him asking yeah, for a trade kind of no. makes sense. Kareem Hunt's a more full version of what Duke Johnson is. Duke Johnson is a fantastic. He was receiving good for him back. last year. He's great. Yeah, for him last I mean, he's year, a so. really good receiving back. Not he just never gained that size, and this was his problem. Obviously, a big U fan. This was his problem back at the U. He was never. He had never had the size to be between the tackles, between the you know, um, inside runner. Mm-hmm. And he just never had the size, speed like crazy stronger you know strong for his size but just just doesn't have that ability great pass catching back and that's what the texans really don't have they lamar miller can do it another university of miami running back so two university of miami running backs will be heading up that offense um lamar miller can do it but he's a bigger beefier still very fast guy that can run between the tackles 
and now you bring in Duke Johnson on you know second, third down, whenever you have those passing downs that, that you need another runner, maybe bring both of them in. I don't know what they're going to do with it. And then with Deshaun Watson and a, a offensive line that's getting better, uh, they could be a re- DeAndre Hopkins. Could be a really good offense to mess with next year yeah. with that really good defense that they got. Well, so this year, yeah, I guess this year's here. Yeah, this year's here. <laughs> Baby. Yeah, and so what the Browns got back was a conditional fourth round draft pick uh, for next year's twenty twenty draft, and it's conditional in the case that it could potentially become a third round draft pick. Gotcha, and I think that's based on his production. Possibly, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. You don't quote me on that, but. I think it has something to do with, with him and what they were, what they're losing in him essentially. Yeah, not a hundred percent sure, but yeah. Um, so I mean, it's I think it's good for both parties. Browns are already building a a young, strong offense defense. Like both of them are combining into being some some what looks on paper to be a powerhouse. We're still waiting to see what they look like on the field. Um, well, from what we saw, Baker in that limited time. Yeah. Last week good. was pretty impressive. So, you know, just to get an additional draft pick next year and to continue that building um, yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And finally, the last story. Second to last, because I've got one. Okay. Lamar Jackson story at the end of this. Okay. Well, this story. The only transition I got here from last story to this story was draft pick, which was last year's draft pick. First, Kyler Murray, who plays for the Cardinals, had a teammate. Larry Fitzgerald, and he came out in an interview and said, Kyler, Moore, Kyler Murray, he's really got the juice. Those words exactly, he's got the juice. Yeah. Kyler when you Murray say got someone's the got the juice, got the sauce, got the, that's pretty much it. Those two things. <laughs> you know you ain't lying about yeah. it. And, it's for real. And Larry being a vet. Oh, yeah. That's kind of exciting to hear. All time from him. great. I mean, just a top 10 wide receiver, no doubt, all time. Yeah. That's saying something. Yeah, that's exciting. I like it a lot. Can't wait to see him. I did see him running out with his teammates, and it was like, yeah, yeah. it looks like a Make-A-Wish Foundation kid or whatever coming yeah. out. He is so small. Yeah. But the dude can run, and the dude's got a cannon. He appears very accurate, so we'll see what happens. Uh, similar style quarterback, Lamar Jackson, just with a lot more size to him as far as height goes. Still kind of a scrawny guy. Uh, love what he's doing this, this summer so far. Apparently... All you hear coming out of their camp is how good he is right now, how much he's improved on accuracy and throwing the football. And it's like, okay, well, let's see it first. He went out in that game, the first preseason game, and he threw a couple dimes. Like one was kind of he rolled out. They did kind of a Russell Wilson type thing where they moved the pocket for him. So he faked a handoff play action, rolled to his right, and the whole offensive line except maybe like one or two guys rolled with him and set up a pocket to the right and he plants his feet hits a dude i mean he might not even planted feet his feet it might have been on the run hit a dude in stride down the field it was just gorgeous throw um he's looking really good and um that'll just make you jaguars fans out there cringe because you could have had him could have been you could have been you so that was my little lamar jackson spat or or uh takey takey for the time being nothing hot just a little something brewing. Keep an eye on Lamar Jackson coming up in about three weeks. Cool. Feels good to say. We done with the NFL? Yes, sir. Peace. All right. We've got a couple other things to touch on from a couple other sports. Actually, I think it's only two quick stories. Which is a couple. Which is a couple. To make a couple. A couple and a pair. Yep. Nope, that'd be four because a couple and a pair together. Well, we have four. Two, we have a couple two of stories. Sports, two stories, but a one story sports, from each sport. A pair of stories, one from each sport. A couple. A couple. All right. And a pair. Yep. <laughs> Not the fruit. I love the fruit. Go yeah. ahead. Good. 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 Um, first one, just super quick. McGregor punches a dude in a bar. No audio to the tape. A little bit of verbal confrontation. Hit him raise, hard. Raises his hands and then a jab. Just a quick jab. Yeah. But he's escorted out. And Did the guy go down? I don't recall. I got to see this movie. Yeah. This I, movie. <laughs> His life's a movie. Yeah. Honestly, with all the different charges and yeah, everything. Yeah. It's it's a scary movie. But um, I think TMZ is the one who had the video. So Makes if sense. you're interested, check it out. 
second story is another freak out from an athlete, which is Nick Kyrgios, I believe is how it's pronounced, uh, who is from Brit's favorite sport, tennis. Um, he freaked False. out. <laughs> and uh, he started, like, while in between a match, he started uh, getting all upset and then cussed at the ref. The ref gave him a penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. He has to use the bathroom, goes there, just breaks two rackets on his way to the bathroom, walks back, starts taping up another racket. And um, the ref said, you're out of time, so they got to start playing. So he starts wrapping his racket on the court. The ref's like, delay game. He goes, I'm just wrapping my racket. He can serve the ball if he wants to and just has this huge attitude. And apparently, his, I guess there was a problem with him and this ref. I don't know if it's gone, how far back it's gone in the past or if it's just a recent thing. But even his words, he's always pulling some stupid stuff um, when I'm playing. So. I don't know if they got a little tiff and they're stuck in the same. Sounds like they don't area. like each other too much. Yeah, so it may be difficult for his tennis career to uh, continue to go off if he has to keep being under the gun by this one ref. I'd be interested nitpick. to see if he has similar outbursts with other referees. Because if not, it might be this ref. Yeah, or he could just be a problem child in the he tennis could be. world. Yeah or, yeah, or he's doing the same thing with all refs and yeah. it's just like he's, he's not going to make it because that is a gentleman's sport like even down to the fact that or, or down to the point that a lot of now these big matches there's refs coming up in tennis collegiate tennis even like d1 i don't believe i know where we went which was at naia school they don't have refs and i'm almost positive d1 colleges don't have refs either you call your own games you and the player it's it's all like scouts on or like it's just you trust each other is and, that why it's your favorite sport Okay, listen, that is false. It is not my favorite sport. However, I will say this. This might be my favorite thing in sports to watch is tennis players freak out on refs. I think it's great. And I think they should allow it in the sport. I think they should get one freak out per match. So So you know how you get one, I think you get one challenge every, is it set or game? I'm not sure. I think it's every set. Eh, sounds about right. So it, it's confirmed. Britt's a tennis guy. I'm a tennis guy. I'm a I'm a tennis freakout guy. Like it, give them one freakout where they can just rip into the ref with no penalty, and it can last up to three minutes. Britt's a tennis stand. I wouldn't go that far because it's getting there. It's his favorite sport. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Easton loves. I can't think of something you don't like. I was going to say soccer as an insult, <laughs> but you do. Yeah, I play soccer. Uh, Easton loves cricket. Ooh, yeah. I've got a, a good friend, Mo, at LA Fitness who told me all about cricket. Mo plays cricket? I guess he used to. Okay. Easton loves racquetball. Ooh, you better believe I love me some racquetball. I do too. It's a fun sport. Yeah, and it, it's nice when you get really frustrated in racquetball, you can transition into stitch or handball or wall ball wall ball is fun yeah especially when you play where you can beam each other in the back yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah yeah so if you can transition from racquetball and if you're upset challenge that person to a match of wall ball or stitch did you play where like if if you try to catch it and drop it you have to run and touch the wall and if they one of two things if they hit the wall before you touch it you're out or if they beam you and they touch it you're out only if they hit you that you're out. Oh, I played both ways. I played like you could take as a as a team or like as a unit that's trying to get the kid out. You could just throw it as hard as you can at the wall. So, I mean, it just before he touches it and they're out. Or no, that's weak. You can, but it's like, it's it makes the game harder. No. It, no, it does. Because it's way harder to get to the wall before they throw it at the wall. It's, it's harder for you. Now, it's harder for you if you have to hit them, but like you can't, you have that option. Punishment and you're out. I, I play for keeps, and I pain only makes you stronger. So, Easton likes all sports. Easton's favorite sport is cheerleading. If probably the toughest you sport consider there is. it a sport. Excuse you. <laughs> Which of that's been is. a debate in the past. I participated in powder puff in high school, where some schools do it, where the Wait. the boys teach the girls, and the and or the the boys coach the girls, and the girls play flag football. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. Except the way we did it was you just switch roles. So, like, the girls played football and got coached by the coaches. 
football coaches. And then cheerleading coaches coached the football team how to cheer. And we had to cheer. Interesting. Yeah, it was actually really difficult. But they begged me to join it because I could do a nasty toe touch. I feel like I would be second tier pyramid. Like second from the bottom pyramid. Yeah, because you're strong, but you're not as big as the bottom one on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. How did we get here? Uh, sports. Where are we? Did you leave any breadcrumbs behind? No, I left Eggo waffles in a basket, though. No, I ate them as you were dropping them. <laughs> Wait, in a basket? Yeah. Where? In a lockbox in the forest. I don't know where this is going. I get that it's a Stranger Things reference, but I don't know how we got there now for sure. I don't know, breadcrumbs and uh, trail. And... <laughs> All right. Is that, did we hit that? That story is it? Is that over? What story were we talking about? The tennis story. And make make yelling legal in tennis. Yes, that's it. All right, we made it somehow, some way. Don't know. I really don't know, dude. How we got here, but we are at our last segment. Um, we are gonna do a mailbag today, so we're gonna jump right into it. The final segment. <laughs> Dang, you went on like a double note, and I wasn't, I was expecting Where's the ball? You got the ball? Hit me up? You, you got me? Yep. Not that ball. The real ball. Oh, yeah, okay. Wait, nope. I can get it. You got to keep talking to, because this is great, great for, great for listeners. That was not close at all. If you can't. If you're not tuning into our live stream right now where you can watch. Oh! I am shooting a basketball at a door hoop right now, and I'm not even close. I came close one time. I'm trying to shoot with my arms around. Mother. That's it. If you heard that, you heard it here, folks. Game over. We're in the final segment. That was exhausting. You made that last second shot on the first try. Yeah, did I say I wasn't getting close? I meant like I was warming up the whole time, never shot it, and then I made it on the first try. Yeah, it was like literally... 0.7 0.7 seconds left on the clock. Nothing but drained it. Yeah, nothing but net and a little bit of rim. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll take a video after and we'll post it on the Twitter. Mailbag. <laughs> okay, uh, what's our for? We got a few questions, like six questions here or something like that. Yes. All right, hit us up. Let's get with the first one. The first question: Are the Red Sox cooked this season, and do changes need to be made? I'm gonna be the first to say. Um. I'll be honest. I've been being honest for the past few weeks. I don't give a rat's butt about baseball until mid-September. So I'm going to throw this out there without having any research or any knowledge of the situation. Now, I know they've been on the decline where it was kind of it was kind of looking at the beginning of the season. It was going to be a Red Sox, Yankees, just, just crazy matchup this year, crazy rivalry, reborn, like what's going to happen. And I know that the Red Scots, Red Scots, blah, 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 Rewind that. Red Sox have been on the decline for a while, and I know they haven't been doing well. But again, with no knowledge of the specifics of the situation, I'm going to say 31 games behind first place in the East. Oh my gosh! So Yankees are first, Tampa Bay, and then Boston. Good. Oh no, 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 not 31. Sorry, that's Toronto. It's 31. They're 17 and a half. Games. Okay, I was going to say they're cooked. <laughs> Um, 17 and a half with how many, how many games have they played or just give me the record? They are 64 and 59. Okay. So we're getting to the final stretch here. We're, we're, yep. we're about 40, 50 games left here. Probably closer to 40 games left here. Oh, uh, I would say yes. There does need to be some changes made in order to not be cooked. I'm not going to say what changes because again, uh, it, it's, we're still about a month away here from me diving into baseball and by then it's too late so well it's not it's actually perfect timing for playoff baseball but i'm gonna say yeah if they don't make some significant changes or at least just turn that thing around it's kind of it's it's not looking good for them what do you think you probably know more about this than me um i mean if you if you look at it for their runs scored runs against they are higher in both categories than I'll say our team, 
Chicago Cubs. That's my team. Yep, Chicago team. Go Cubbies. <laughs> the Chicago Cubs are have 594 runs scored and 529 runs against. Let's be real, we're struggling a little bit too. Yes, uh, <laughs> but we are tied for first place in our division. That's true. We're just so, in the worst division. <laughs> yes, but the Reds, the Red Sox have 705 runs scored. Jeez. And 6... 41 runs against so their difference is 64 ours is 65 but we're both in the positive so okay so they're still like just like the cubbies aren't a bad team they're just kind of struggling a little bit not doing as well as they have in recent years the red sox aren't a bad team they're just struggling and they're in a really good division i mean the yankees look absurd yankees are doing phenomenal astros are doing phenomenal twins are doing pretty freaking good which is not quite like them yeah true what do you think? Cooked or can they salvage this? Um, I think everyone deserves a year off. You know, maybe so they're come, cooked. <laughs> come back next year, and <laughs> that was the really, really nice Wisconsin way of saying they're cooked. <laughs> everyone deserves a burn the tape year. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, Sorry. and I mean, I mean, oh. how, how many uh, championship freaking parades have they had in the past couple of years? true they could take give a it a break they, buddy they could take you're break. not used to losing so this is it well sean they don't you know what don't i don't want to be crazy for this but didn't the red sox they won the world series last year yes they did okay yeah because wait cubs won in 16, 16 which was like amazing first time in a, how many 100 years or something oh my gosh it was phenomenal years. so then i don't want to dwell on the past yeah but. and then i know Dodgers next year or Astros? Astros, Astros the second and then that year. Dodgers played the Red Sox last year, and the Red Sox won. Yes. Okay, so they can take a break. Chill out. Take a break. Yeah. By the way, th- this mailbag is from Sean McKinney. Uh, it is at Sean Mac says. So thank you for your your questions. Get at them. Uh, next. The next question. This one's from anonymous. <laughs> Uh, thoughts on the Rich Paul rule in the NCAA? I went first last time. You go first this time because I've got some thoughts on this too. But okay. you go ahead. So the Rich Paul rule, um, I guess we'll briefly go over what that is. Yeah, is managers uh, managing over uh, basketball players essentially coming out of the NCAA, coming out of the NCAA into the major leagues, and then now um, representing them is that. They had to have, I think, three years experience. And a four-year degree. And that was the controversial part. There was one other thing that they needed, and then a four-year degree was the controversial addition to it. And they call it the Rich Paul Rule because I don't think he has a degree. Nope. And that's why. Straight out of high school. Started managing LeBron. Yeah. Everyone was after him about it, and and he's like, "That's, that's just the league trying to keep people that don't have the desire opportunity or like want to go to school out of like the or league. even the like, ability sometimes yeah. like not not the ability the themselves but the yeah. opportunity yeah, yeah like in their situation to, yeah. to be able and, to go to college that's what he's that's what he's fighting against so yeah so what are your thoughts um my thoughts with just someone picking somebody up in the ncaa or the, the, so managers picking up college players i guess what the question was more like what are your thoughts on the rule so like well first of all i guess we should preface that also with it was it was reversed yes they they took away the longer need the four-year you don't need the four-year degree anymore and it was like that was like literally hours after rich paul made his statements that they that they changed it so yeah and his um, his thing was like i don't think a four-year degree is gonna gonna make the difference between a man's character of well yeah i mean and not of whether he's gonna con somebody out of money or not yeah and you can just or even make a difference necessarily like it may make a difference in your ability but look at what he's doing he's clearly the hottest and best agent in the league right now arguably and he's got no college experience whatsoever so i mean i don't know so that that's where i stand is like he's he's already proven you don't need a four-year degree to do it so why why require it? I mean, and, and look who's requiring it, right? The NCAA. Who's right. going to profit off of more people going to college? The yeah. NCAA. I mean, it's it's silly. So, um, 
or who could potentially profit off of more people going to college. This this was his quote. Does anyone really believe a four-year degree is what separates an ethical person from a con artist? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so, I mean, if anything, going to college has kind of been deemed unethical by, I mean, like, that universities are unethical in, in the first place. So, like, it's just kind of silly. Yeah, so um, it, it, just, it just seems, for lack of a better word, targeted towards certain people. It, it, we can say it, like it's, it's kind of targeted I mean, towards my own the, minorities honestly the, the because the fact that they call it the rich paul rule yeah yeah so i mean and it just it just seems ridiculous like they it was all about money oh 100 especially seeing how successful he is it's yeah. like you should think the opposite would be true it's like they encourage more people out of high school to like pursue or go to like some type of tech school or like some type of um vocational school to learn how to be an agent go to yeah. some type of maybe you can set up schools to teach people how to be agents like i don't know all right, next question. Uh, the next question is, is it bad that I think J.J. Watt is the lamest dude in the world? Also anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start this one. No, it's not bad because where I don't think he's the lamest person in the world, I totally see why? where you yeah. or why you would think that anonymous person. Um <laughs> he he's just kind of he's so nice and so giving and charitable and it's like that's what i love about him but at the same time like he's kind of got a lame face and like his personality seems kind of like you would think lame he probably isn't he's probably awesome but i totally understand where you're coming from like i don't know how to explain it but i totally understand so no that's my short answer it's no you're you're right on with that even though i disagree um you have your opinion but on wisconsin but i'm gonna get Easton fired up no no he's not i mean he he doesn't seem like one of those those crazy like super outgoing people i mean he just kind of goes into work does his job and feel like that's kind of it you know he he participates in the community and stuff he's a nine to five guy (laughs) it doesn't seem like he's he's um i don't know lame's a hard word he lacks swag yeah, I guess he's not a very exciting person. He's an ankle socks guy or no-show socks guy when he works out. Or what about those weird like mid-ankle where it's cut off before it's like a tall that's, sock or yeah. sock? Yeah, that's bad too. Yeah, those are rough. <laughs> Next. <laughs> All right. Who are you or who are your secretly hated athletes that everyone else loves? I go first this time? No, you go first this time. Uh, my first one off the bat, first one that comes to mind is not universally loved, but pretty close is Russell Westbrook, uh, who used to play for the Thunder and just got traded down to Houston Rockets. Houston. Yeah. I've, I've always, I've always thought he's a great player, which he is. He's proven that, but I've always hated him because I can just see it and I feel it. And the way and style he plays and everything is that if he could choose to clone himself, four times and play with five of himself that he would choose that every single time 100 percent. and it's just so frustrating because there are so many people that are great basketball players as well that would have gotten him a ring by now if he would played with them instead of trying to do everything himself and like be the team you know so it's been frustrating. I mean, he had Harden already before the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. He had Durant. You had both of those at the same time. Yeah. And he nothing. still wanted to be the show. It, it it had to be Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Why why couldn't it just be the the trio? You know. Yeah. No. I mean, I agree. He definitely no. I agree. I'll just leave it at that. I just made my decision. I've been thinking about it this whole episode. Okay. I'm gonna go with Zeke Elliott. Okay. I feel like he really is loved by not only Dallas Cowboy fans, of course. Yeah. But um, I really haven't heard a lot of negative opinions on Zeke. You know, besides like he's obviously had some off the field issues, so people come down on him for that. But I, I don't. I just can't stand him. I can't stand his his crew. His uh, what's it, what do you call that crop top look? Yeah, yeah. I can't stand his his chubby fat little face <laughs> like he's ripped and he's still got a fat head like a fat face like I, I i don't get it um it has nothing to do with that he played for ohio state i it has every it has a lot to do with it i 
with that he played with Ohio State. I take <laughs> it back. It has mostly to do with that he played at Ohio State. I, I just don't. I'm not a Zeke fan. And then not to mention the off-the-field issues where it's like one happened and it was like people kind of defended him like, eh, blah, blah. and then another happened and it was like coincidence. Like it, it just wrong place, wrong time. And then another happened and you're like, okay, he kind of sucks. Like he's just it follow if it keeps following you everywhere it's it's you it's not yeah. wrong place wrong time not a fan of him um i would still pick him on my fantasy team though i can't lie yeah he is a he's a fantasy machine he racks up yards racks up touchdowns i feel bad kind of for saying he has a fat face but he kind of does yeah i mean wouldn't disagree with the fact i feel like he can't get mad at that he's like got ripped abs and everything so like i mean it's his fault he should work out his face more that's true smile more dude yeah it actually takes more muscles to frown. Ooh. So you should frown more. Yeah. Instead of fake eating cereal. How good is cereal, though? Yeah. It's amazing. And my other hated player would be Brett Favre, even though he came and played for my favorite NFL franchise. Why do you hate him so much? Uh, because he threw <laughs> so many interceptions. You should be happy about that. He played for the Packers. Yeah, he also played for the Vikings and threw multiple interceptions. What was that last pass with the Vikings? Oh, an interception. Oh, in the, in the, in the end play- zone oh, yeah. on their way to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Why do you hate him? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. All right. The next mailbag question is, is the Blazers locking into the guys they have now gamble on something or another team giving in the West, like giving away in the West. So is the Blairs locking into the guys they have now a gamble on pure chance of somebody else in the West sucking, or do they really think that their guys can do it? So faith in their guys or just a gamble on their guys? I'm going to go quick here because we are running short on time, but my guess would be from their perspective they believe in their guys, and they have every reason to. Dame Lillard is a top three to five point guard in the league. He is fantastic. C.J. McCollum, again, top five to ten, two in the league. He is fantastic. And they've got really good pieces around those guys. Why they're not better and, and just can't beat, well, obviously can't beat the Warriors because they're just they were just stupid last year, but why they can't do better in the playoffs, I don't understand because they've got the pieces. Like they've got really good players. I feel like they're just gonna be one of those frustrating teams that keeps making it to the playoffs. Yeah, and that's, and that's the extent. Yeah, even back when they had Dame and uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, like they should have been better then. And then Aldridge went to the Spurs. CJ McCollum was already, you know, he started to blossom at that point, and and it's just still and and think about it. Like when Aldridge went to the Spurs, that's kind of the when the big men kind of died out. He's still good, but like that's kind of where it became a, a guard league. And then they have this this duo of CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard, and still nothing. So I, I don't know. They're I think they're investing in their guys. They believe in their guys, and it's just why hasn't it worked? Who knows? I think yeah, from their perspective, they believe in the guys, and it's it they expect it to work. It's gonna look like it almost works, and it's just never gonna happen. Yeah. And I think somebody, their front office or, or coach, is gonna get the boot because like. You have this great team, and it looks like they got the potential, but that something they need something to push them over the edge, and it just doesn't. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Just with what they got and the temperature of the league, they should be good on paper, and they're just and they are good. They're just they're not great. Yeah, they just can't get the final game done. Yeah, but all right. Uh, the next question is this. Not sure what the reference of this is, but is this the beginning of LeBron being a tragic figure? So LeBron as a public figure, is he becoming a tragic figure? I'm not sure. I don't believe so. Um, Britt is a huge LeBron guy. I'm on the fence about LeBron, but I don't... He's very indifferent. I don't think that he's doing anything to become like a tragic figure. Yes, I feel like he's kind of living more in like the celebrity spotlight than normal, especially now that he did that taco tuesday and the two chains concert and stuff he's he's definitely i think becoming more active and i don't know if that's just him being happier in the situation he's in or what it is but i don't think he's he's tragic but i'm not really certain what's about to happen next because he he hasn't made threats but he's like kind of like be ready i'm coming 
quick and easy for me. No, he's not become tragic. I think he's fun. I think he's crazy. I think he does love the situation he's in. He's in L.A. His boys playing on a fantastic basketball team in high school. Or just have stars everywhere. And I think he likes the team he's got right now. And so, no, not tragic, just fun. Uh, does he pro- Does he probably care about basketball a little less? And in that sense, I don't mean care about basketball a little less. I mean, like, is he le- a little, probably a little less driven to win another championship? Probably. Because, I mean, he, he's won a few. He's won three now and brought one back to, to what he did what he said. He was going to bring one back to Cleveland. He did it against arguably the best team of all time. Probably not. The, the Bulls are probably the best team of all time, but um, seventy. I mean, seventy-three win team in the in the Warriors, and he came back and beat them down three-one. So, no, not tragic. Just a little bit more laid back, a little bit more fun using his social media. Kind of uh, like it. I'm going to hold off on my answer for being a final answer until after Space Jam Two comes out. Then I'll give you my final answer if he's yeah. become a tragic figure or not. If that sucks, I'll probably maybe hop on with you. like if if ugh. I'm nervous. Yeah, me but, too. But uh, here's to you, Bron. And the final question is of course the great Marshawn Lynch and Black Bear question. And what that question is asking is would you rather have Marshawn Lynch lead blocking or a black bear carrying the ball or would you rather have a black bear lead block for Marshawn Lynch carrying the ball I am going to go with a black bear running the ball and Marshawn Lynch blocking and my reason for that is because if the black bear is blocking and Marshawn Lynch is running all you got to do as a defense is get to a place where you can get around the black bear. And will you get, you know, they'll probably score most of the time. But if you can get around the black bear and get to Marshawn, you can take him down. I mean, you're human on human. Yes, he's a beast. He's beast mode. But you can take Marshawn Lynch down. However, if Marshawn Lynch is blocking, who I would imagine is a great blocker in the first place, I mean, he's beast mode. Just go knock somebody out. People will get around him more than the black bear, yes. I just have trouble seeing two, three, four, even maybe five men take down a black bear, especially with how fast they can run, especially with how big. I mean, they can get up to 600 pounds, over 600 pounds, I think, a male can. And that's just huge. I mean, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I just don't see it happening. So that's my answer. I'm actually, while you answer, I'm going to look up how fast they can run. I think they can get up to like 30 miles an hour. I could be off on that but there ain't like no nfl player fast. that runs i know that like some of the fastest nfl players when they're running say, they go 22 miles an hour i would say 22 is probably top speed for a black bear so you're telling me that an nfl player can run as fast as a black bear uh probably the fastest probably with an average black bear yeah well we're gonna but, find out right now hold on we're gonna 30 on, miles per hour on two feet or four don't matt what do you mean four serious four okay that thing running you over and running past you. Okay. So now I would prefer the opposite of Black Bear blocking and Marshawn Lynch running the ball. Is he getting on his back? I mean, that's an option. <laughs> yes. But my thought is like how much murder would be in front of Marshawn Lynch with this Black Bear just swatting people like flies biting their heads, what helmet's going to protect against that kind of... He's got to play of, by the rules. What kind of CTE with that, you know? I think he's got to play by the rules. It, okay, if the Black Bear plays by the rules, Still I wouldn't want him as people. my running back because how are you going to teach a, a Black Bear to hold onto a ball and run into an end zone? Just hold in your mouth. Okay, he, he bites and pops the ball, deflate gate. Suspended. Yeah. No. Now he's out for games. I can't no, you, run give him a, you give him a mouthpiece because they got to wear a mouthpiece anyways. Give him a mouthpiece. Now he's biting down the ball. No pop. Okay. No strength. Strength in the jaw. Jaw strength. Look up that stat he, for me as well while I continue on with my answer. He's not popping okay. the ball. And then the other thing is, what's going to prevent him from running out of bounds from the smell of a sweet hot dog? There's so many other things going on in this black bear's mind that wouldn't be like, hmm, I got to run this ball in the end zone before I do anything else first. What's keeping you from keeping better food in the end zone for him to come to? And what happens when we reach late or mid mid to late October 
and this bear decides to hibernate. Okay, you are looking into this. You do this with all these like this or that questions where you analyze everything, dude. Hey. I got to give it to you. It's your it's your thing and I love it. Stop. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch running the ball. <laughs> that's, that's what I got to go with. If that's what we're going by, then yeah, you win, but I'm not going by that. <laughs> I'm going by a perfect world. He doesn't pop the ball. He's not hibernating. And no hot dogs allowed in the stadium. You don't run everybody over. You don't need Marshawn Lynch. You don't need an offensive line. Just 11 on one. Taking the black bear. I don't know. There are Khalil Max and Aaron Donalds out there. Okay. They're not playing the Bears because that wouldn't be okay. Can't have bear on bear crime. So no Khalil <laughs> Mack. No bear on bear action. Yeah. Who else did you say? Aaron Donald. He trains with knives. Nothing to do there, man. He's going to kill the black bear. <laughs> I'm terrified of Aaron Donald. He's so ankle max. You seen that video oh, of him dude. training the other day? He shouldn't be that fast. So fast. Someone that size should not be that fast. All right, everybody. That's our show. Thanks yeah. for sticking it out. A little bit longer episode than usual, but I think it was a fun one. Thanks for tuning uh, in for the mailbag. Yes. And participating in the mailbag. All you anonymouses and yep. Sean. At, at Sean Max says on Twitter. Thank you, sir. If you haven't picked it up by now, there's no anonymouses. It was all Sean. <laughs> yep. He had some questions for us this week, and we yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, he hit us with them all. Uh, anyways, hit us up, all of you, at Take It, Leave It, BH, on Twitter and Instagram, at Take It, Leave It, BH. We'd love to hear any of your questions, comments, concerns. Um, I think we want to start doing some more interviews, so if you've got any ideas of who we can interview, I think we got to start a little smaller so we can't just go interview Ray Lewis. Uh, but if you know anybody that's kind of gaining some clout and they want, might want to do a little a small podcast interview, we'd love to interview them. Hit us up. We love you guys. You can take it or leave it. Peace. Take it or leave it.